Hello and welcome to another episode of the Older Adult to Geriatric Nutrition Answers podcast presented to you by LongTermCareRD.com. I'm Michelle Sari, your host and presenter of today's episode. Today we're going to be talking about a dementia patient that is not eating. How do you get them to eat? This is such a huge problem in long-term care and even outside of long-term care if you're just working with older adults. We're seeing increased cases of dementia. This may be simply because we're screening a lot more for them and there's more documentation. So maybe numbers aren't going up. People are living longer though, so we do see increased numbers. But whatever the reason may be, it's really important when we're looking at the nutritional status of older adults that we're making sure we have the tools and know-how to encourage a patient with dementia to eat. I just wanna point everybody to a featured product for the month if you go to longtermcarerd.com under the shop page, you're going to find uh, tons of great tools for you. These are resources that are written by a practicing dietitian for practicing dietitians. Recently, we released the Long-Term Care Dietitian's Reference Guide. This is probably the most handy tool that you will be able to use in long-term care if you're a dietitian. It was specifically written for you guys, step-by-step guides covering everything from nutrition assessments, the common chronic diseases that we deal with, uh, regulations, documentation, all this kind of stuff. So I'll link it in the show notes. You simply just click on the link. You can go, you can look at the entire table of content. It's over 140 pages. It is so useful and it was such a labor of love writing it. So I wanted to write tools that dietitians could actually use because all too often we're seeing products released for us and you can tell the person that wrote it has never worked in long-term care or if they did, it was a very long time ago, so they're just giving you the textbook answers of everything. And we know in long-term care that quality of life is weighed so heavily, so a straight textbook answer isn't really going to help us out that much. So I give you practical tips, practical steps, and examples, so go ahead, take a look. But getting to today's episode, I really want to encourage you to pursue education with dementia, and today's episode is going to help you with that. So patients with dementia refusing to eat is a really common issue that happens, especially in the later stages of the disease. The refusal to eat is not necessarily the person, it's the disease progression because it really affects their brain function. And it affects the brains in ways that are really difficult to understand. And I would venture to say that we don't fully understand the disease because there are different types of dementia and they affect the nutrition so differently. I've seen people with Lewy body, Alzheimer's disease, and the way that they progress is very different. So it's helpful to know what type they have, but at the same time, it doesn't matter truly at the end of the day because you're just trying to deal with the nutrition side effects, whatever comes. So implementing nutrition interventions that address a dementia patient refusing to eat can improve their nutrition status, it can prevent malnutrition, and it does improve quality of life. We want to focus on person-centered care because this is going to help address nutrition concerns by implementing nutrition interventions specifically for that person. We don't give blanket recommendations for every patient with dementia. We try to work with the individual. So we're going to discuss how dementia affects nutrition status and how to provide a nutrition care plan for long-term care dietitians to manage their side effects. 
But first I want to get into what is dementia. Dementia is a progressive disease that will eventually lead to the death of a patient. It might not necessarily be the direct cause, but the side effects of it will lead to death. Dementia is essentially anything that is observed as a decline in cognition that is significant enough to interfere with the independence and daily functions of a person. Dementia also goes in stages and it is usually caught and diagnosed in the mid to later stages of the disease because the early stages don't really show many signs and symptoms outside of being forgetful, having difficulty focusing, that type of thing, which most people will chalk up to simply the aging process. The typical lifespan of somebody diagnosed with dementia will be about 6.7 years, but because it is diagnosed in the mid to late stages, the lifespan can be less than 2.6 years, which is very short. Uh, so the next question to ask is, how does dementia affect nutrition? Dementia impacts nutrition in a very significant way in the later stages, but a few areas that we commonly see hit the hardest are swallowing difficulty or dysphagia, loss of independence at meals, loss of interest in eating and drinking, increased fatigue during meals, and malnutrition. Dementia is more common in elderly people and it can lead to malnutrition due to changes in the eating habits, dysphagia, and forgetfulness. So let's look a little deeper at each of these issues. So number one, the change in eating habits. Dementia can cause changes in taste and smell, leading to a loss of appetite or a desire for specific foods. Some patients may develop an aversion to the foods that they once really enjoyed, or they might become fixated just on a particular food item. So they really want the same thing day in and day out. Additionally, dementia may cause a person to forget to eat, how to prepare meals, all of this resulting in reduced food intake. Next up is the difficulty chewing and swallowing. Dementia can lead to difficulty with this aspect of the eating process. This can result in a reluctance to eat solid foods, leading to a preference for softer foods. While we do recommend that liberalizing the diet, safety is still a really important factor. Um, if you have a patient dealing with dysphagia, I'll link a article in the show notes so you can learn how to better manage the condition. Number three is just general forgetfulness. Dementia has a big impact on memory and this can lead them to forget about meals or have a lack of awareness that they haven't eaten or that they already did. Constantly asking them if they've eaten though can increase agitation and irritability so we want to be cautious in the way we approach people. We need to find a balance between offering food and fluids and understanding that the disease really does distort their memory. So what nutrition interventions can we implement for a dementia patient that's having trouble eating where we really want to encourage them to eat to prevent that malnutrition? Number one is we want to offer nutrient-dense foods. So in order to maximize nutrient intake, we want to offer really high-calorie, high-protein meals, especially if we see that they have insufficient intake. So this might be um, whole grains, lots of protein, and we do want to encourage fruits and vegetables, but because they are relatively low in calories, we do want to beef up the calories in them. So let's say we're serving 
potatoes or beans or peas, adding some butter or cream to whip them up. Just these little things you can even mix in protein powders with them to up the nutrition value in them. We want to get as many calories and protein in as we can per serving in the smallest amount. So at times when a dementia patient, um, one of the first steps that you need to look at is liberalizing the diet. This can open up a wide array of food and fluids that you can offer. This would include fortifying the foods that they do have. Um, but when we liberalize, like I said, you want to balance the safety as well as liberalizing. More often than not, when I talk about liberalizing diets with patients that have dementia, I'm more talking about, let's say they were on a controlled carbohydrate diet before, maybe we want to loosen some of that to release some restrictions. Uh, number two, we want to modify the food texture as needed. Modifying the food texture can really help individuals that have a chewing or swallowing problem and it helps them to still have a well-balanced diet. This might simply mean softening or pureeing foods or using thickening agents for liquids so this can improve the safety and make food easier to swallow. We do see as dementia progresses that a significant amount of people will be on a modified texture diet. And you also wanna work with the person that's cooking the food, presenting the food to make it look as appetizing as possible. It doesn't matter if it's a regular texture, pureed texture, minced texture, you can make these foods beautiful and visually appealing because we eat with our eyes before we eat with our mouth. So if the food looks really unappetizing, it's not going to entice somebody to eat. So we really want to make sure that we're working with that visual appeal, especially in a patient that has dementia. Number three, we really want to encourage snacking between meals. This can help to supplement nutrient intake and it can help to prevent weight loss. So offer snacks that are really easy to prepare and consume. If you want some great snack ideas with all different textures, different diets and more, I'll link an article that I have in the show notes. Everything from high protein, high fiber, soft foods, all this kind of stuff. You also want to maintain, number four, the meal structure. Maintaining a regular mealtime routine can improve patient appetite and intake. So offering three main meals and two or three snacks per day can help provide structure and promote that nutrient intake. Most long-term care, home, care homes already have this implemented. So they'll have the three meals and they'll have the two snacks, typically an afternoon and an evening snack. So this isn't too difficult to handle. Although I have found that snack times can be a little bit of a source of trouble. The dietitian should always ensure that the patients are actually receiving the snacks that are being offered or have been prescribed. This might require a patient that they get a little more assistance opening packages and being offered the eating assistant. The care plan should be tailored to that patient so it should lay out whether they need help or not. This is probably the biggest struggle that I've seen in long-term care is that sometimes snacks will just be placed on the bedside. A patient with dementia will not initiate that action typically to open a package and feed themselves. It helps if staff can be there to encourage them to open the package, to provide that assistance, even if that's just prompting eating. They don't necessarily need to hand feed them if that's not what's required in the care plan, but I definitely recommend auditing this process because if you're prescribing a snack but it's not actually being eaten, 
it's like you never prescribed it to begin with. So this includes doing random audits to see at snack time, okay, I prescribed a snack, let's say a cheese sandwich, just for example, to a patient that has dementia who I've noticed has been losing weight. You might want to pop up there during snack time to see were they given any assistance? Is the sandwich just lying on the bedside? Because it's snacking is so important in patients with dementia. So that is something that you really want to keep your eye on. And number five, monitoring hydration. Dehydration is a really common issue in older adults that have dementia, as they commonly forget to drink fluids or have difficulty recognizing those thirst cues that we still feel in those of us that don't have dementia. So you want to offer fluids regularly throughout the day and monitor urine output to ensure that they're getting adequate hydration. Obviously, it's going to be the nursing staff that is going to monitor these types of things, but you can always check through the chart. We want to honor a patient's preferences though, so if they enjoy having that cup of coffee every day, we can offer coffee more frequently during the day in order to up the intake because they're no different than somebody of the younger generation in that, let's say I have a favorite drink. I love drinking coffee, so you can catch me having three, four cups a day. And so if somebody continually offers me that, it's going to encourage me to drink more. So make sure you're recording their preferences and trying to encourage intake by honoring those preferences. If you notice though, and the staff notice that caffeine does cause agitation, you can try switching to decaf as an option and that might help. So just in conclusion, dementia can lead to malnutrition due to its changes in eating habits, difficulty chewing and swallowing, and forgetfulness. So it's really important that long-term care dietitians help to manage the side effects by offering those nutrient-dense foods, modifying food texture, encourage snacking, maintain mealtime structure, and monitoring for hydration. Because with the proper nutrition care plan, Individuals with dementia can maintain their health and quality of life well into that 2.6 years. We don't need to see their nutrition status suffer simply because they have dementia. It's not inevitable. So we need to catch those warning signs early though, such as weight loss, inadequate food and fluid intake. Um, even if it's a non-significant weight loss clinically, it doesn't meet that you know, clinically significant weight loss. It's still really important to keep your eye on that, especially if you know that there is a diagnosis of dementia. A dementia patient that refuses to eat, it doesn't mean it's the end of care. It just means that the nutrition care plan has to change with the patient's status. So that's all I have for you today, but I will link an article in the show notes that gives you a nutrition care plan, a sample one for a patient with dementia. Be sure to like and follow the show on your Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at LongTermCareRD. All of those likes, follows, it just gets to, helps to spread the word to more people about the important information. Find us on the website at www.LongTermCareRD.com. And in the show description notes, you will find all the articles related that I mentioned in today's episode. Thanks for listening.